Hey everybody and welcome back after the intro. Where again, for those of you that have joined me daily, or hopefully you do, ubiquitous audience, invited audience, one and all here daily. I've done a few prelude shows about Anthony, and I've already done at post-production here. It will be another uh, intro to his bio. So I'm simply going to segue right in and welcome Dr. Anthony Metivier. Welcome, Anthony. Welcome. Nice to meet you, Bill. Thanks for having me. (laughs) Thank you. How are you doing over there? I'm doing really good. How about yourselves across the big pond? We like to call it the big pond over here for whatever reason, <laughs> however yeah, big or small it is. It's totally paradise. Totally paradise. I bet it is. I've never, I've never been, but I have obviously seen it because of out of pictures and what have you. I visualize it, but I, it, it looks so magnificently beautiful. It really does. Come visit. Come visit. You'll love it. Oh, I got to. I got to. It's on my proverbial bucket list. Yeah, we'll get there. Sometimes. Have you ever been? Have you ever been to Maine? Have you, on the East Coast the here state in the States? Maine, no, but I've been close. <laughs> it, yeah, it's very beautiful here, too. Did you come to like Massachusetts or New England or something like that or Canada? Close enough that well, way? Well, I Toronto in, for you, right? Toronto yeah. is. From, yeah, that's but, c- kind of kind of a stone's throw. It's a long stone's throw. But yeah. To I Maine. lived in New York for two years. Okay, so, so that's like a I traveled up and down and around. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you well, vice versa, if you can never come to Maine, reciprocate it. It's beautiful. It is a beautiful state. Just, just gorgeous. We have yeah. like everything: rockbound coasts. Those that like to do the four seasons. We used to get four distinguished seasons with whatever goes on in the world, for the patterns or whatever. Nowadays, it's basically an extended winter. Not as severe as they used to be for whatever reasons. And um, so it's like a shorter summer. Our summers are, are kind of short here. So we always relish when they get here. How about yourself seasonally? Is there four, th- three or four distinct seasons or not even? Seems to me there's only two here, hot okay. or cold. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and they're both cold. And they're both cold. That's the thing up here. I mean, we're Yankees, Yankee Bloods. The thing that used to be about us is like, oh, you live up in this state where where it snows all the time, and it's not quite out there. That's the that's the thing that they first say about us if they've never been. And the old adage is, wait a second in Maine, and the weather will change. Very true. Mm-hmm. In any decade, I've seen a few decades. In any decade, up to and including. So anyway, just a little homesy thing to kind of get to know each other. So just to refresh your memory, I'm going to let you go. I just told everybody basically how we met on pod match and not necessarily that you were going to, you know, do 32 verses or whatever. I did tell them that I witnessed you do that via the course that we're taking. And then I just alluded to that's how I came across you on the pod match and obviously listened to that video. And then Mm. I just told everybody it is indeed available YouTube when we're in if, you know, they wanted to seek it out. So just so you'll know, that's kind of my segue. So yeah, well, it's interesting. Take I mean, it away. <laughs> I don't. I, I personally have always found memory demonstrations typically boring to watch or to listen to. But you know, not that not that you were, not that you were, because you no, were. No, 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 But I'm so glad that you said because I'm I'm so glad that you said that. Continue, continue. But it, it, it's one of the issues, really, that I think is worth pointing out because we want better memory, right? But a lot of people get intimidated because they see these people memorizing entire decks of cards 
or maybe they're doing pi. And it's just like, what use does this have in the world? And for me, the Sanskrit that you mentioned, it has tremendous use. But to demonstrate it, I mean, that's easy. Chitameva Mahadosham, Chitameva Hibalaka, or whatever. We can do shorter pieces, longer pieces. It doesn't matter. But the... And people have said to me, man, your Sanskrit sounds great. <laughs> just like, okay, uh, that's awesome. I don't do it to sound great. I do it as part of a meditation practice. But I think there's other ways to demonstrate better memory, which is just to be able to remember stuff like Bill Holt, you know, or Grandpa Bill Holt, you know, remember that name. And to trouble. be able to. I have trouble to... with that someday. I'm sorry. I have trouble with that some days. This is why I took your course. Go ahead. I'm right, teasing right, right. a little bit. Go ahead. I continue. But you don't even have to demonstrate better memory. Like if you have better memory, it's just going to demonstrate itself. So Correct. that's what I try to do in my own work is just limit to the meaningless things. But, you know, I can tell you this deck of cards has the four of clubs on the top and then, you know, blah, 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 two of hearts, I think it is. And you know, I've just been memorizing a deck of cards and it's just like, so what? I mean, yeah. <laughs> it is cool, though, to be able to do that. It's really cool. I mean, it, and it's it, tremendously it rewarding. That it is. Continue. But to watch a guy or a girl count all the way through all 52 cards to remember that it's the nine of diamonds on the bottom, you know. And the just... numerology, the new, the new, yeah. just the, anyway, but to me, yeah. the, num the numerology of it, and I'll get there, I'll get there, but continue, continue. Yeah, but it, it's fun. It, it's, it's very fulfilling and it's rewarding. But one of the problems that we have is memory demonstrations are not, they, 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 I, I mean, I'll, I'll give you a story. I I used to go before the lockdowns and all that stuff quite frequently, a couple times a year, do memory demonstrations in the community, typically business groups and stuff like that. And I'd memorize right. all the names of the people, 35 people, 45 people, 55 people, whatever's there, right? And every time, without fail, people came up to me and they say, I could never do that. And I'm just like, Why? I said, well, you're so creative and oh, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, no, 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 no. See, here's the thing that I just talked about in the session. It's precisely the absence of creativity. It's just using the tools. It's getting the ego out of the way and allowing things you already know to snap on like mental Lego to things you don't know, right? And then if you, if you, if you really work at it, you'll see that your, your, your brain is just a machine for doing this. So, you know, your name, I happen, this is just coincidence, but I happen to have lived on Holt Street once upon a time in town. a particular yeah. city. But if I didn't know that, I'd be thinking of the band Hole, which I think Courtney Love was the singer of Hole, right? And right. maybe she's got a sword hilt in her hand, so now it's like Hole and T, right? And it. that's not it. being creative. That's actually just getting out of the way and saying, what exists in the world that is like this? That's that. That's it. There's nobody who can't do it. Correct. But people talk Correct. themselves out of it. And so I just find my, my work is two things, teaching the techniques and doing all that I can to inspire and explain to people that this is not rocket science. And it can get to quite granular levels. Like if you do want to memorize a deck of cards, you're going to put a little bit more right. into it than that. Right. But it's not that much more. And it's deeply fulfilling because you become more connected with your own existing memory. And you strengthen your existing memory through making associations. 
It's just that simple. And we know from lots of scientific studies, that this is very, very good for your brain. It's way better than crossword puzzles. Crossword yeah, exactly. puzzles encourage cheating. Oh, I don't get this answer. I'll just turn the page and look. <laughs> That's not exercising your brain. I only look up three of them. I only look up right, three right. of them. You get, you get into that mindset. You're right. But that's learned helplessness. That's not brain exercise. Yeah. I'm going to have a sip of tea too. You mind if I ask what blend or brand or what flavor you're having yourself? If you, if it's not a very exclusive and rare blend called H2O. It's a very, very difficult to acquire in any sort of clean form, but (laughs) that's what we call it. Mine just, mine just so you'll know is I'm big on plant-based and whatever. It's called Sumerage. But it's pine needle tea and with a little honey. I find it very soothing. I find it very good. That's, that's just a little mm-hmm. sidebar. Enjoy your tea and me too. Continue, continue, continue. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, I'd like to drink more tea, but I have these horrible food reactions all the time. Uh, yeah. yeah. To just about anything I put in my body. So I, I, I'm quite Spartan uh, in my consumption of things. But yeah. Where do we go from here? I mean, it's, it's okay, well, mental Lego. That's a great, no, that's a great, that's a great question. And to play to maybe four of your earlier points, for instance, for my audience in how your name, your name, for instance, and he had a great analogy for me. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter, but it does because sports, I like sport. I like all kinds of things, but the sports immediately when he went with the Mets and for yourself, live Tyler, I love Liv Tyler, Dad, Aerosmith, the whole bit. I immediately, I got it, dropped the L. Because phonetically, and I wasn't too far off at first guess. I went with, you know, without knowing you or going through it or anything, I went with Mativier, Mativier, Mativier. And then as Anthony broke it down with (laughs) the Mets, Live, drop the L, so Mets, if, and then, yay, right? Yay. So just for the people that (laughs) wherever, that was one technique that I got right off quick. And uh, for whatever that even means, when phonetically name, you say Jonasy or a nice Jonasy, and the person may, you know, pronounce it whatever way. So I off the cuff. Then once you recognize it or know it, however we put it together, live Tyler for yourself or whatever. And I think you went through one of my lessons. I know you go through thousands of them. And I, I think you did. And I think we talked about it. The alphabet. And I signified mine being music or anything related to songs. I just wanted to get A to Z with regardless of whether it was a group or a song or, or something with music. The, the one I struggled with most without, I didn't look or cheat or anything, was coming up with something with X. I, I just, so I went with Xavier Kuka. <laughs> so, but I got them all, but I got them all. So who cares? But it, it works is what I'm saying. It does. It oh, yeah. works. Oh, it does. Yeah. It really does. I'm, I'm starting the second set of the alphabet a b you you know what i'm intimating but a b a c a c so i'm down to like a k i think with my memory i think but continue right right. and i find you that's what i would love to have you expand upon is your program if you want to because it's just it's so fascinating so i'll let you pick the ball back up please sure i'm gonna have some more tea i'm gonna have some more tea (laughs) enjoy enjoy (laughs) yeah i mean Magnetic Memory Method Masterclass has been around now for quite some time, over 10 years. And it's wow. just a wonderful opportunity for people to go a little bit 
deeper. I mean, I get emails every day where people are like, yeah, I read these memory books and they're kind of shallow. They're not really getting into how I would apply this to knowledge, like weird symbols. If I wanted to memorize formal logic, you know, equations, right. <laughs> which I right, happen right. to want to do and, right. uh, uh, foreign language learning and math, etc. Like so many books are shallow on those topics because the people who wrote them don't actually memorize those things. They're often, uh, memory competitors or whatever they have, uh, they have something. And those, those things are necessary. They're great. Uh, there's, there's nothing, uh, wrong with them. Even if, even if I think it's legit that people call them shallow, that doesn't mean they're bad. Introductory texts are great, but then there are more intermediate and advanced things. So I try to have this spirit of something I learned that impacted me very, very much in a martial art called Sistema, which they don't have belts. They don't have katas. They don't bow to the teacher, anything like that. Everybody's teacher, everybody's student. And that's the sort of thing. So there is really no beginner. There's no intermediate. There's no advanced. There's, there's, there's only depth and you don't have to worry about drowning. All you have to do is say, Hey, could you some help here? And you will get it. Yeah. That's it. And, um, I typically tend to learn as much as the person asking the question. And Correct. I am blessed that I really just don't get tired of the same question over and over and over again. Uh, because each individual is a precious unit of consciousness and I get to interact with them. And that's an amazing thing. Well, when you get to, as you well know, when you get into like the physiology of the body, the brain, you know, from that aspect of it, and then, and then interlope into the memory, it's such a gift that we're blessed with. <laughs> it, it's just such a gift. Yeah. yeah. And sometimes when yeah. you don't, I guess, what am I trying to say? We take so much for granted. And then to one of your very earlier points is we're conditioned on so many things to think a certain way, whether it's memory or you have to cross the street at a 35 degree angle or some crazy example like that, but you're conditioned, you're conditioned to it. So, and if you start to climb chronology or something, then you've been conditioned for a long, it doesn't mean that you can't come back or get on keel or whatever. And I'd love to have you tell, the story somewhere along the way. I believe it's the 88-year-old gentleman that learned some incredible amount of languages or a language, but yeah, yeah. It, so I'll be quiet and anywhere you want to maybe pick up <laughs> on that. Or, that impressed me. That's how my memory works. It popped right into my memory. Go ahead. Yeah, those were early days in the work that I was doing. And yep. a gentleman who he emailed me and he said, how on earth is this going to work? I don't like this idea of the Mary Palace. And I'm just like, okay. Um, that, to me, that's kind of like saying, I don't like buildings, but <laughs> I said, yeah, I mean, the, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe you don't like buildings. Cool. Uh, I don't know, but we got to get over this hang up here because it's a good, it's a good tool. And you know, you wouldn't go and and sleep in a sleeping bag next to the river because you didn't like buildings, <laughs> you know, you right. probably still live in a building to have the benefit of that shelter, even if it was a building you didn't like. So he had this goal of learning German. He had, all, he had all these love letters from the war, World War II, where he had been in Germany. Okay. He was a Brit. I got it. He had been in yep. Germany. He, I guess he'd had enough German at some point that he could basically communicate with this woman. Okay. And he wanted to see if he could 
revivify that and maybe even get in touch with the person. I, I don't know the whole story, but anyway, he had all these letters. And he's just like, I, I don't know how I'm going to come up with this because I can't stand this idea of memory palace. And so I said, look, why don't you – it's irrelevant what you call it. If I were to be the boss of the world, I'd call it location-based mnemonics. Not very sexy, but that's what we're talking about. We're not talking about palaces at the end of the day. That's just the term I use because you got to pick one and you might as well be consistent. And I don't like mind palace because it has to do with memory, not the mind. Uh, right. My bias. But anyway um, – so I said to him, what would you just naturally call it now that you understand the technique? He said, apartments with compartments. And I was just like, love it. go for it. I love it. And that's, that solved all his issues. And so I he started it. to segment it. his memory palaces as apartments with compartments. And I he dove into uh, these German language uh, things that one would do to learn German, <laughs> which as I teach it is kind of quirky in the sense that it's, very logical and common sense. And then a lot of people push back in the same way they push back on, I don't like the term memory palace. Like uh, Stephen Pressfield, I think it is, wrote The War of Art. Like it's all about every objection that everybody can possibly come up with. They find every right. resistance, why that it won't work for them. And I, again, my job is like inspiration, trying to get past these hurdles because those hurdles are just life sapping, irrelevant mind junk so anyway he went on and i remember he was memorizing poems and he uh explained all this to me and i just asked him i said you did your homework great could i share your homework with people to just show them that this isn't rocket science you did, and, pretty, you know, good. If, you did pretty good if you do it yeah. you'll get the results because he did manage to be able to learn enough german again to peer into those letters and he said it was so fulfilling to him well and bet so, it is I've shared his homework. To be enriched, ever to be enriched at that level, I, I can, I, I can almost being an empath. I can almost feel his joy. I can almost feel his joy. It must have been overwhelming. Over two million people have downloaded his homework. Wow! So wow. that's pretty. That's cool. a couple. That's a couple. Two million. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, he's passed on now, but uh, or at least wow. I no, assume I mean, that's, I never hear that's, from him. Ever, million, ever two million, but... two million. That's that's impressive. Wow, yeah. wow, yeah. yeah. So well, you've been doing the program for ten years, over ten years, or, over ten. Now I know on one of our when you not critiquing my lesson. Well, yeah, critiquing my lesson. One of my lessons, and we were doing a loom. And again, with the time, I'm up all night too, a day and whatever. Who knows what time it was and who cares? But via the video, you said something about, and I do this, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I still have another 10 years ago. Did I dream that part of it? That you still have another 10 years? Or did I dream that? <laughs> did you say something to that effect? That you still have another 10 years? Or that's what you want to do? Or that's your retirement date or something? Or did I totally dream that? Maybe I did. I'm not entirely. I'm not entirely sure that I, I know what you're talking about, but okay, I definitely well, I think have you more. Said, I think I'm sorry. I think to hopefully make it a little bit clearer, when I think when we might have been talking when you got the chance to respond to like the alphabet list that I submitted. I think that's what it was about. And then in the Loom software that you use, am I saying that right? Loom, L O O M. I think yeah, that that one. You had made a con. You know, not to me. Personally, it wasn't there there, but via that video, I I think I think you just said something like maybe you said I've been 
been doing this for about 10 years, but I thought you said something to the effect in, yep, I'm going to be doing it for another 10 years or something like that. Or oh, well, I, I probably, was drinking some, I I was drinking like some really good tea. Or I was drinking some really good tea. I, I don't know. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. But well, I thought I heard you say that. Heaven forbid anyone would criticize me for this, but I don't re- memorize everything that comes out of my mouth. <laughs> no, I'm, no, 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 no. When you're, hey, welcome to the human race, right? Welcome to the human race, right? I teased about, I will tell, I will share this with you. I teased in general with my crazy sense of humor. I said, I watched the video that he did 32 verses. And I said, I said, being an empath, empath, I was laughing, not at him, not at him at all. Believe me, you, because I, you know, while you were in, connecting i saw you not flinch but i could tell that not that you were upset with yourself but anyway that you later said oh i missed like one word on the 29th one and it should have been an a or what my crazy example oh yeah yeah and i got a kick out of that it's like well welcome to the human race <laughs> i yeah. just got a kick out because i saw your body language you know what i'm saying it was like ah shoot. yeah yeah like you know oh, that type of thing yeah i can tell you all kinds of stories where i beat myself up over little mistakes for days and I said, I said, if I could do two of them, if I could do two of them, I'd be throwing a parade down Main Street. That's pretty <laughs> impressive. I just got a kick out of, but it's great. It's great that we all have that mm. passion and that whatever. You know, I want to read the every verse in the Bible, and I missed the Gideon verse, you know, whatever. Shucks. Yeah. You know what I mean? But I, I got a kick out of your reaction because you can tell that you definitely take it for real. It wasn't so much oh, that yeah. you were PO'd. It wasn't so much that you were PO'd at yourself. It was just like, yeah, damn it. Yeah, I wanted to get it appropriate. I just got a kick out of it. So welcome to the oh, human yeah. well, race. There, there's a reason why historically they've called it the art of memory. Now, ars memorativa, ars doesn't necessarily mean art. It means technique of right. memory, but also right. art. Right. But it's come to be called art of memory, and it, it is an art. And right. so there's a there's a certain amount of pride that comes with Having Absolutely. executed a painting well, Absolutely. so to speak. Uh, so Absolutely. when you are going to do a demonstration, then it kind of does have that artistry to it where the memory artist has somehow, you know, messed up and not <laughs> quite performed uh, as as wanted. Then the trick is to focus on the 99% you got right instead of the 1% you got wrong. But right. it's just human right. psychology right. to exactly. think, oh, that 1%. Uh, and, and the memory competitors are like this as well. That's a, a sort of related, but ultimately different kettle of fish. But yeah, they'll, they'll also take a lot of pride on accuracy, exactly minimizing mistakes and so forth. But typically the person who wins the competition is the one who made the least mistakes, not the one who got the most right. If you know what I mean? Uh, that may, that may be a point depending on whomever's degree of familiar work familiarity with yourself or possibly lack thereof you you indeed were in some many i guess formal memory competitions per se if you will you were in a few right or more than a few one one okay i'm I mean, sorry I, about that my bad on that but yeah i've competed i've competed in friendly ways okay many, maybe that's what times. i discerned yeah, but an, an official competition one time and i only did it because of charity i'm not a big fan oh, good, good of, of competition so I did it for charity. No, but and... good for you for that. Good for you for that. But that, that yeah, you did I, it for I didn't charity. do too bad. I mean, I, I think don't that's know. what I you did... said. I yeah, think that's I what did. you said in the actual lesson. I held my own and blah, blah, blah. So that, it must be that competition. I'm sorry for oh, interrupting. I, I, yeah. Not only did I hold my own, but I earned something that day that I would have never gotten otherwise. 
So the story is, I was just, I happened to be in Canada during a competition okay. in 2015 around Thanksgiving. And I, that, that August, the previous August, I had decided to cut alcohol out of my life. But good for you. Good for you. October comes around. I'm at home for Thanksgiving. I'm with some friends. I'm not thinking too much because my friends are very seductive. Old procedural memory is drawing me into the patterns and I get really drunk, like stupid drunk. <laughs> and then I get on a plane from Vancouver. Me too in the past. Me too in the past. But go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I get on a plane from Vancouver to Toronto. And I think I'll sleep this off. I'll be fine. And um, at this point, I'm not even planning to compete. I just want to go as like a memory journalist to this competition right. and uh, I'll sleep it off. I'll sleep it off. But I get in my seat and the woman beside me introduces herself and she says, by the way, I'm bipolar. And uh, great. <laughs> I thought, I'm oh. just teasing. I'm just teasing. I'm just teasing. Yeah. Yeah. But I just said, great, me too. And uh, we talked the whole time. I got right. no sleep. I get to Toronto. And then uh, I get a message from my friend Dave or whatever. I used to work with him at Queen Video. And uh, he's like, let's go party. And so I can't say no to this. So now two days of no sleep. I wake up at four in the morning the next day. I've got to be at this memory competition at 7 a.m. Oh I got to leave for it anyway at 7 a.m. I'm just totally wrecked. Plus, I have, as I mentioned earlier, all these digestion issues and so forth. So my arthritis, psoriatic arthritis, is totally spiked. There's fire throughout my entire body. And I'm jet lagged. So I'm hungover. I'm in pain. And I'm jet lagged. You got, and you I got, go the, whole, you got the whole package. You had the whole package. Oh. Go ahead. Continue. Continue. And I stunk so bad. You know that feeling where you oh, just know that you well. reek alcohol? I remember like, it well. I remember. Anyway, uh, continue, continue. <laughs> I get there. I'm, I'm watching the proceedings and so forth. The organizer is a guy named Dave Farrow. He has two Guinness World Records for memorizing decks of cards. And uh, basically, I realize very soon after entering the building that he is not going to let me out of there without competing. <laughs> so you got to do it, right? You got to do it. You got proverbial. You got to throw down. You got to throw down. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. So. At that time, I had memorized decks of cards and like played with various ways of doing it and friendly competition here and there with friends and just show off magic stuff. Because I've been a magician for a long time and I memorized right. decks uh, in order to do certain magic tricks. So basically at that time, it took me like two minutes, 30 seconds to memorize a deck of cards. And that's pretty good, actually, just for someone who's not a comp right. competitor. But for competitors, the standard there is like now less than 12 seconds in, in many cases. Uh, and I just really don't want to practice to do that. So I've got like zero competition experience. And, you know, Nelson Dellis, who's I believe he's now a five time USA memory champion. Wow. He said, you've got to practice two things. You've got to practice the actual memory techniques and then you've got to practice competing. <laughs> so right. I've got no practice in competing. Anyway, I sit down or Dave Farrell suggested to me, he's like, you got you to do this. I'll tell you what, we'll, I, if you win, all the prize money goes to the charity of your choice. And I said, well, if you win, then all the prize money goes also to charity. And he says, Love deal. It. So we shake on it. We sit down. Cameras are on us. The uh, timer goes on. And we have printed in front of us pages of playing cards. 
So it's not an actual deck, but pages. And I learn what we're doing as we go along because he says, okay, so uh, we got two minutes to memorize as many cards as we can. And then he says, do you want to go first or second? I go, what do you mean do I want to go first or second? He said, we're going to interchange naming the cards. Oh, my God. And you get a point for each one. And I'm just like, what the heck is this? Anyway, uh, so I think it was Queen of Clubs was my first card back then. And then I, and then he says, but I almost, I almost said Six of Clubs because Six okay. of Clubs was the third card. Because now I have to manage that. I, I said, I'll go first. And I have to manage that I'm only now naming the odd cards. He's Got naming it. the even cards. So I yeah. almost said Six of Clubs. And he's like, can I steal your point? And I was like, hell no. Just give me a second here. And we only have two minutes to name as many cards. I was going to say, you must, yeah. So anyway, I said, hold on, hold on, hold on. And then anyway, I said, okay, so queen of clubs. Then he said, I think it was six of hearts or whatever. And then I said, six of clubs. Anyway, we go on and we, 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 we finished the, uh, the two minutes of recitation. And I did half as well as he did, because he said at the end, can I just keep going to finish what I did? So under the conditioning, if you will, (laughs) I made zero mistakes and I matched him card for card within the two minutes. But then after he was like, can I finish what I memorized? And I was like, hell yeah, go for it. And then he basically doubled the number. So I did half as well as he did. But I guess maybe that's not right to say I did half as well as he did. I did exactly what he did in the two minutes. So what? Right. <laughs> right. right. Hey. Hey. So congratulations. This is a, I think this is the first time I've, I've actually told the story in, in just this amount of detail. So, so was that, in was that indeed, is that indeed what like, springboarded you into all of it or that was something no, no i'd already been doing it for oh okay when that event at that when point. that event occurred you had already been doing it for a while got you got you got you yeah yep. maybe four okay. years I think. four yep. or five years it's always yep. uh, difficult to to do the time uh when listen when you the only reason i the only reason i say this because i can alcohol in my case which is very much past tense that's one of the main reasons, not the, not the only, that's one of the main reasons that I forget like everything. I, but I had the habit pretty good myself in the days of old. And it, uh, and I just, think I misunderstood your question though. Thing. Well, it's just a horrible thinking, thing on your body and your mind. It just is not to get on any platform. It just is. Yeah, no, no, no. I think I misunderstood your question. How long I had been doing it. Do you mean how long I was in business or how long that I had? No, you know, you answered that. my question and it goes to my confusion because you answered it earlier. And then I oh, put okay. it together that it was the competition was like 2015 or whatever. And you obviously right, right. had been doing your thing a little bit earlier. It takes me a little right, bit, right, but right, I come yeah. back into the corral a little bit. <laughs> but, you know, how I got into it was with cards, though. And that was because I was evading life. I was very depressed at the time. And right. almost dropped out of grad school, which was oh, not God, a good Thank God you uh, didn't do that. Situation. Kudos to you that you didn't do that, really, seriously. I mean, that takes a lot of courage right there when you're at that kind of a crossroad. Then they've done that. Well, yep, go ahead. Go ahead. Yep. I, I, have, I have magic to thank for that because I was avoiding life, learning magic tricks. I was sort of like planning to either jump off a bridge or become a street magician. And uh, I chose the street magician route because it was pretty easy – in my depression, my fog to just follow these videos. YouTube was a very new thing at that time. And there were all these magicians and you could, you could just watch them manipulate a deck of cards and it was much easier to learn than crazy phrases, you know, in French for philosophical purposes and Hebrew and like all this stuff that I had to do in my PhD. And um, I just found the idea of memorizing a deck of cards in order 
to produce particular magic effects. And yep. I thought, I want to do this. And I just astonished myself. It took me 15 minutes the first time to memorize a deck of cards. And I just thought, if I can put all of this French and Greek and Hebrew and yada, yada, yada stuff, even just English terms that are very <laughs> difficult, you know, like uh, uh, architectonic tautology and all this stuff that I was responsible right, for. Right. If I can just get that on a card, I'll be able to memorize it the same way that I do this. Correct. So Correct. that's where I just started getting index cards out, writing out key points and treating it exactly as if it were a deck of cards, typically 10 at a time, as opposed to 52 at a time, but uh, same principle at the end of the day. Yep. And it so, changed so like everything. Proverbial, proverbially speaking, and probably literally, if you will, were you literally shuffling the deck, if you will, if you will, as you were going through the procedure with your cards, both connotations of shuffling the deck, I guess, but more so in the mind, in the mind, shuffling the deck. My layman's term, if you will. Yeah, <laughs> My yeah. layman's term. <laughs> yeah. Well, it is, it is, it depends on what you're doing, right? Like long-term memorization, sure. you do want to mentally rotate, so to speak, right. through the information, whatever right. it is, uh, foreign right. language, vocabulary, etc. But for short-term memorization of a deck, you really can get away with, without having to deal with it. Right. And that's, that's the thing, uh, you know, I, I often think about the memory competition experience and I just don't know that actually it is memorizing, <laughs> you know, it's, it's like oh, yeah. short term retention. It's certainly not learning because I can't name all the cards that we did back in 2015, but I can name some of them. So some of them are memorized, but three of them, cool. It, cool. It, that's assuming that's accurate, that it was queen of clubs and six of hearts right. and six of clubs. Uh, or whatever. I don't even know. It's kind of, you know, very reach, if you will. Those of us that ever gambled or whatever, that's a far reach. But, but like dealer's choice or whatever, and then the numerology of the cards and whatever example, somebody calls a one-eyed Jack Wild or whatever. When you start to get into the numerology and then if someone's a novice or pretty good or really is there for a weekend having fun in Vegas or what, but not knowing, it breaks the numerology in the cycle of the cards, I guess is my far-fetched point. So when it's dealer's choice, you know, it, it, it's like somebody hits a 19 on blackjack. It's like, well, thanks or, or whatever, or yeah. whatever, you know? So it's a far stretch with a cards. I'm just using cards as a central sure, sure. figure, I guess. Well, yeah, you know, the Neminists, the Neminists who take poker seriously, who use memory techniques in poker, they tend to not so much memorize cards, but burn cards that right, have been right. seen. Um, so now that's almost like the opposite of memorization. It's, it's not really the opposite, but they're, they're, they're doing something a little bit differently. They don't necessarily Correct. need to know the order. They just need to know that they've, they've been, they've been out right. and then do right. math, it's a different essentially level i guess yeah. again layman's terms it's a different yeah. level of awareness awakeness and tuneness or what have you want to hold up something for you real quick because i think you'd get a kick out of this can you can you see that my lighting's really bad can you see that portland, portland with the buildings yeah yeah can you can, can you can you discern it at all well i can see portland and that they're buildings but are you in oh, there okay somewhere? because 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 <laughs> amongst portland maine's rich History, I knew you would have a kick out of this. Architectural is 
really big time. I'll, I'll send you some stuff behind the scenes. I just knew you'd get a kick out of it. Henry Wadsworth Longfellow, born in Portland, Maine, his house, for instance, and all of that. But what I was doing it for my people on a local level is can you tell us a little bit about we know and in some instances we don't, but we know nothing about Memory Palace. Help us out in how you looked at the building and then just how sure, it sure. came about for you and it, the Memory Palace part of the element of the whole program. And I'll let you continue. Sure. So if we're um, going to look at my background here, what we can do is mentally recreate this bookshelf in my mind or okay. your mind. Ideally, the, you use the, a bookshelf. You said bookshelf behind your head when you say the bookshelf. Yeah, right. This one yeah. right here. Okay, good. <laughs> yep, go ahead. Go but you could it. use your own bookshelf. You could use... No, no, no I'm just saying, your, I'm your... just saying that, that bookshelf as the example. Yeah, yeah. Got it, got it. Continue. Now, what we're going to do is just mentally segment that space. So let's say we have one, two, three, just to make it simple. Correct. That now is a very tiny memory palace. We make it bigger. One, two, three over on the other side. This room can have multiples of threes that way. And then if I want to memorize a deck of cards, which I have, you know, then we're going to say, this is four of clubs. It's going to go right here. Now there's an image for the four of clubs, which in this case happens to be Jim Carrey with a lyre, you know, like the it. musical instrument. It. So now four of clubs, that's Jim Carrey right Get here with here. a lyre. Get out of here. Yeah. Yeah. Now the <laughs> next just... card is two of hearts. So we're just going to have him smash that lyre down on a fan. Because the image for this is fan. And I elaborate it so that it's actually Robert De Niro in the movie, The Fan, with a fan, right? Correct. And then I just go down here, and this happens to be the Seven of Diamonds in this deck that I memorized. And the Seven of Diamonds is the image of Mac the Knife. Remember those uh, McDonald's commercials where that moon-headed guy would play Mac the I Knife? Do. I do. I that do. guy. That's this. Yep. Now yep. he's going to interact with the next card and so on and so on and so on. Right. So it's just, it's just a simple matter of, of going, going through it. Right. And, you know, then, you, then you sometimes got to think to yourself, well, you might make a mistake. Was it two of clubs next or three of clubs? And then you go, well, what was Mac the knife doing? Well, he was doing something with a lamb. So it must be three of clubs, not two of clubs because <laughs> two of clubs is a completely different image. So it couldn't be that. Right. And then, you know, you just go four of hearts, and then next thing, and the next thing, and the next thing. So it's just images. But Four of Hearts is now over here, right? Correct. It's actually not here because I used a memory palace in a completely different building thousands of miles away. But just right. as, a, as an example. Right. Now, here's a little thing that's kind of cool. And what you can do is have your stations numbered. Now, there's different reasons why you might want to do this. For card magic, for example... It's really cool that I know that the 26th card is the king of diamonds. I right. know that the 10th card is the two of spades, etc. right? I know that the 29th card is the eight of diamonds, you know, all that stuff. I won't bore you by counting down, but rest assured, that's what that is. Now, that has applications in magic that we won't get into to uh, protect the trust of my siblings in the magic siblinghood. But um, the... Applications for other things is if you want to memorize Gideon Bible, for example, and you want to remember, you want to remember that, you know, it's like Proverbs 18, 13 to answer without listening or to answer before listening. That is folly and shame. Right. So the 18, you could put that 
in a memory palace that you've designated as the 18th spot. You have an image for 18 that helps you in that way. There's other uses of this, but those are the a couple of examples. I know in one of your lessons for the folks that uh, maybe to this point aren't students yet, and in my humble opinion, you should be. But anyhow, within the curricular of going through it, and you were talking about, I, you know, I don't, definitely don't remember the individual's name, my bad, but you were going through his journal book, and I think he had like 10, you know, individual compartments within his memory palace, if you will, and he had definitely had them very clearly defined on what one was, as you alluded to, what seven was, and I forget his exact subject matter within the 10 cubicles, but he had, he definitely, you even, you even complimented him on, it's pretty clear that, you know, it's easy to understand, oh, okay, and then you went on your thing about, oh, okay, I would think of Robert De Niro and over here in the sixth room or what, whatever, as an example to his example. I'm trying to, I'm trying to do a t- terrible job for my ubiquitous audience about what's contained oh. and what I've witnessed within the classes, but you did You're do a great amazing job on the job. critique. And so did that student. <laughs> that student did a great job. Did a great job. Yeah. You're doing really well. Thank <laughs> I, you. I love what you're doing. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> and uh, and my biggest thing is, and, and we all use that excuse, time, 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 time. It's, time Time has come today. The Chambers Brothers, I goof around with music. Time has come today. That's I do a lot of what you teach. I just do a lot of it musically, celebrities, sports. <clears throat> politicians only from the historical value and we won't go there just as you know presidents when they were born or whatever i don't do i'm yeah. i don't do that from the other part of politics but i remember a lot of the histrionics i, I love history of like the civil war and u.s military history and maine's pretty rich in civil war history and that type of thing too so i do a lot of um i guess that's statistical data as far as dates of, of births of, of military heroes and all that. But I kind of go all over the place. It's how my brain has always worked even before it got severely damaged because I'm an empath. And I realized it pretty early. I was like maybe nine years old. And that goes back a ways. Speaking of Ben Franklin, I think he was next to me in the lake at the same time. It was 1963. And I just knew, I just knew something was different. I had no conception about empathy at that level yet, but I knew my attunement for animals and nature and taking in the ambiance of what was around me. I really did. And I think it might've had something to do with an NDE. I had an NDE, who cares? But I I just passed clinically. And I think it was simply for a matter of moments. And I often get asked, did you see the um, light and the tunnel and relatives or whatever the old things are. And I didn't, but I can tell you what I did vividly. And I still remember that's 60 some years and counting. I can remember being over my body when I passed on the, I can remember it. And I can remember the sensation of coming back into my body when they revived me. So <laughs> through all that rumble, bumble, stumble, when I came out into the world, being the, well, I was already out in the world, but we're only the vessel, Peter, Paul, Mary, Anthony, Jimmy, Ahmad, so when we discover what we are at conception in the womb and the heart-brain connection, my point is, is my brain, I took a I took a tad of head trauma in that accident too. So what? But my brain was kind of 
take rattle and roll from that. And then being a child of the 60s and what have you, I didn't help myself any with all kinds of stuff. I was like huffing <laughs> gasoline and all that crazy stuff. Mm -hmm. Well, no, crazy stuff that kills the brain cells is what I'm saying. Like, so through all of that, it's not an excuse. But no. then when I finally conquered alcohol, and that, that was through a really whole series of natural plant-based medicines. I'll tell you about that another time. It's truly, it immediately took the cravings of alcohol. It was the most amazing thing I've ever experienced in my life. It was like instantaneous, which for me mm. <laughs> was like, wow. So anyway, through all of that, my sojourn is through all of that. I'm retired in life. I'll never be retired. But in business, in business, back 40, 50, 60 years ago, I still had a pretty good memory, but to your point, who cares about if you can remember everybody's name in the room? In that genre, it would have made people's socks go up and down. That you, you know, marketing, selling away. How do you remember my name was Jim Frankenstein the Third from Dallas, Texas? What most of the time, because it was on your name badge. I kid, I kid you not, because it was on your name yeah. badge. It wasn't so much That's that I remembered it. So continue. That's I remember changing stuff a little bit, but. But anyway, that, I, I could see visually at an early age was my point without kind of taking off on that. I, was, I, can, I can see visions pretty good, pretty good. They're clouded because it's like, <laughs> I just have all the breakdowns of the old series. I got to get cataracts operation. I'm going to, it's great. I had amalgam fillings yanked out of my head. So what? I had a lot of poisoning in my body is my point. I had amalgam mm -hmm. fillings in my head for like 57 years. And guess what? As being a health nut, guess what career choice I made at one point in time? You often ask yourself, what were you thinking? <laughs> Skull and crossbone chemicals that are right on, right on the containers going in and out of factories and all that. So none of it is an excuse. But um, my brain's not as razor sharp to begin with. So I love all of this. I love all of this because I can remember oh. long-term memory. Well, I can remember long-term memory really good. It's the short term that I have to work on. So through all of that, your exercises are great. I love the program. I'm, because I've gone back through it. Tell us about Simon Hades, if you don't mind. I find that a fascinating story, and I'll shut my mouth. I love that story. <laughs> I'm on my third rendition. Please, please. Right, right. Well, first of all, you're, you're, you're very sharp. I don't know if you should uh, you. You. self-deprecate so much. Take some credit. I mean, I don't know how old you are, but. 69. Uh, semantics, so, in, in five weeks, I'm 69. So 69. Well, there you go. Less, I mean, less than that. Good... March 2nd. Less than that. See, I can't even count. Less than that. March 2nd. You've had a so, great adventure, continue. and here let's you continue. are. Yeah, continue. Thank Using you. your brain. Look, this is the ideal, right? You've, yep. You're a master of technology. There are so many people half my age who are struggling to figure out stuff like this, right? So <laughs> uh, I, I, I would... Uh, I would not. Uh, I, I don't mean to to uh, to criticize you, but I would not. Well, you're not criticizing me. You're not. Cri I don't take it that way. Please do. No, but I mean, I don't take it negatively in any way, shape, or yeah. form. Please do. Please. No, do. you're you're doing amazing, and it takes. I know. I've done this a long time. It takes some razor sharp brain processing power to figure out all these technologies to work out. Thank you. How to get what, what you're using now to then do YouTube and have it projected through the internet and account here account there that's that's some um, some stuff quick, that challenges quick joke, quick joke for everybody's yeah. sake real quickly the main reason i said this I, I was trying to hook up with doctor yesterday like two days before time so 
you know, but there is a little margin of gap there. Continue, continue, continue. Sure, continue. sure, sure. Well, I mean, uh, look, everybody has that though. I mean, time is uh, uh, another another dragon. But um, Simonides, okay, so there's this dude. He's a poet, gives great speeches. Maybe he's got some philosophy in his poetry. I don't know. But uh, a, a owner of a banquet hall wants him to come and give a speech. And recite some poetry. So Simonides says, cool, 50, whatever they use in uh, in uh, ancient Greek. Uh, I have to sharpen up my own knowledge here. Uh, let's just call them Greek guilders. Uh, so he says, 50 bucks. And uh, he goes, he gives the speech, and he's he's just done his thing that he always does. He notices where the people are. He addresses them throughout his talk by name, making jokes, you know, hey, Bill, <laughs> how's it going there? You know, and uh, whatever, I, I, I'm not good at spontaneously generating jokes that might have been told in ancient Greece. But uh, comes the end of the speech, and he's asking for his money from the guy who organized the talk. And the guy's like, yeah, but, you know, you didn't do any memory stunts. And he's explaining, look, people find that boring. That's why I recited all my poetry and interacted with the audience. And he's about to like get into a, a much more rigorous physical battle with this guy. But someone comes in and says, Simonides, Castor and Pollux are waiting outside for you. And Castor and Pollux are two like mythical creatures. I guess they're the gods of boxing or something like this. And um, he goes out of the banquet hall and he sees Castor and Pollux and he's like, what's up? I'm trying to get my money here. And Castor and Pollux are like, a little closer, please. And uh, he's totally mystified by what's going on here. But he moves a little bit closer. A little closer, please. And then he gets a little closer. And then finally he joins them up front and close. And they turn him around and they say, look. And then an earthquake destroys the banquet hall, killing everybody inside, including the banquet hall organizer who did not pay Simonides his money. So... Simonides, out of the kindness of his heart and perhaps some urging from Castor and Pollux, helps the authorities name the body of each and every individual who died in that wreckage. And that's often told as the origin of the memory palace. It's not the origin of the memory palace technique, but that's one of the reasons why it gets that name. And it's how we tend to teach it as a opening gambit. Bill sat over here, just like I mentioned the four of clubs is over here and the two of hearts and the seven of diamonds and the three of clubs, etc. Those things are just like Bill sitting here. And if you can remember where Bill was sitting, then you can help ease the sorrow of families who may have lost a, a, a member of their family or whatever. So that's the story of Simonides of Kos or you know, Simonides, as some people pronounce it, it depends. Sometimes people uh, leave uh, these snide comments on my things. That like, That's not how you pronounce some Simonides. And then they give me a link to Bing. And I ask them, are you referring to Attic Greek or uh, some other dynasty? I don't know. But anyway, <laughs> the whole thing is, is that the story it contains what we want to do with our memory techniques. The building crashing down in case I didn't really make it that clear, when Jim Carrey is smashing his stringed lyre onto Robert De Niro with the fan, 
it's smashing down. Like it's literally as if an earthquake is happening. And that's what makes it so memorable. And that's why that story is so powerful. Unbelievable. Now, of course, it, it, and as you expand upon in the said article, you actually, I think at one point in time, teaching a class in one of the videos, I believe in the cloud, in the, in the, in the structured class. And I think that might've been an older one. It doesn't matter how long ago it was, but I think you were actually in a classroom environment, actually probably yeah. teaching the class about it, pointing it out on who cares, but, but it's just fascinating that that obviously, as you, as you helped identify family members that were survivors or what I hated, my uncle Charlie get crushed in there. Or what's the deal? Was that him or what? I, you know, my, it, it helped to identify and, yeah. Burial. It's memory yeah, burial as the people. solution to pain. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's an amazing story. And I'm sorry, what did you say? Somebody critiqued you or commented that you pronounced his name wrong or something? It's a crazy Because yeah, I went through a period where I really liked to pronounce Simonides Simonides. <laughs> I just wanted to pronounce it that way. <laughs> and, uh, but... I mean, I get a lot of critiques on my pronunciation of method of loci sure. as opposed to Loki and all this sort of stuff. And I always, I always find this quite fascinating, this, this urge in society to correct other people's pronunciation. And, and that's why I just asked, well, are you referring to Attic Greek or some other era, like when they were more fused with the Romans and the Latin influence was causing different pronunciations and all that sort of stuff? And I don't do that to be arrogant, but rather to try to kind of like highlight the arrogance of correcting someone else's pronunciation. Exactly. Because unless you're going to say, I have a time machine and I was recently in ancient Greece in this specific year. And I can tell you that in this specific year, your pronunciation is way off, man. And so here's the location of my time machine. Go check it out for yourself. Yep. Without and, that, and, what business and, does anybody have, you know, correcting anybody else's pronunciation of a dead language? <laughs> I agree. I agree. But, you know, flash, flash forward now into any element of society 10 years ago now, 10 minutes ago of recent, no, the 1900s or whatever. Don't you find that the old adages, whatever they are, don't judge a book by its cover, kind of corny or whatever. But like anything you want to compare it to, was Dr. Shivago the movie like the book? I don't know. Was it? Did you read the book? Did you watch the movie? Crazy analogy. But before you critique or whatever, do you, did you do you know? Did you read it? Did, or that's not what he said. It wasn't really Lara or whatever. It goes okay. Well, I don't know. Chapter thirteen. I don't know. L A R A went across the tundra. Whatever the example is, you understand what I'm saying. Or you yeah. say potato and I said potato. Or but I was talking about when it was potato because that's where it came from in Iowa. My total fictitious thing in seventeen. It's always potato when you're at the dentist. People yeah, exactly. Exactly. So anyhow, <laughs> anyhow, it's just, to your point. It just seems as though, and not in. Some cases that they don't say, geez, the 923,242 other facts that you said were spot on, but you mispronounced the guy's name. Oh, what a, you know what I well, mean? Well, the answer is, the answer is as simple as why that I'm taking the risk of coming off as arrogant to push back is because they, like me, are apes. <laughs> That's it. We're just constantly battling with each other. Uh, exactly. and, and we love it. We love it. Exactly. We have a lust for war. Exactly. And I, my, my, my thing is, whatever you do, if you, if you leave them with that, 
kind of sort of proverbially scratching your head. It's not so much that anybody won or lost, to your point, but that kind of, oh, you know, like the, oh, when you retort that it was a spaceship or whatever, and I was there or whatever, when you retort, oh, you know, their canter then is, oh, so, okay. So anyway, yeah, yeah. So I don't want to keep you all night because I could. I do want to keep you all night. What's the resounding thing that we want to say? Because I feel as though everybody, you are still offering the free PDF. I don't want to put words in anybody's mouth. You are still offering Absolutely. Please, please tell us about that in the audience but, and about your course on kind of departure on your segue. Yeah, just kind, kind of, sort of. Yeah, go ahead. Head on over to magneticmurraymethod.com. You can get everything there. Good. Free course or just get the full program from the main page Good. if you want. And uh, Did you want to I, tell I, people? And I'm sorry, did you want to tell people about your Facebook pages and all that kind of stuff? Just so they have every avenue of approach to get to you? Or oh, that's, no, just, yeah. just the one. Yep, that's <laughs> just I the mean, one. Doesn't that yeah, work best? I mean, doesn't, I, all kidding aside, doesn't that work best? I mean, yep, if you go to Memory Magic, yeah, pretty much. But yeah, just for the just for the ubiquitous audience that in so many other examples, well, if you go to my fifth page and then on Sunday, if you go to the E-Annex or whatever, somewhere. No, see, this or... is the problem with humanity right right now yeah. is that there's new shiny objects coming every millisecond, second. if not faster <laughs> yeah, than millisecond. Every, every second. And the yeah, thing right. that's going to help every individual is to buckle down on one thing at a time. And I'm a big proponent of this because I need to do it myself. I have this lust for discipline and I don't know exactly why that I have it, but it's just logic, right? Is this one thing. So the thing that I would encourage people, if you're into memory, get my stuff, get somebody else's stuff. The principle remains the same. 90 right. days. Stick with one thing for at least 90 days before you judge the book or the cover, right? Right. Because right. you simply do not have the right to say that you've even tried less than 90 I agree. days. I, I agree. Uh, I agree. You, you certainly do have that right, of course, because you guys are in America, uh, or at least you are. Uh, but the reality is, is that you look, you, you, I don't know, it doesn't really matter. But brain science shows us that we tend to need at least 90 days to form brain connections. Not only that, but notice that back when schools were cool, they are broken into approximately 90 day semesters which is a depth of time that our ancestors didn't cook up out of nowhere. This is out of long observation of how learning is absorbed and all that sort of stuff. So I, I would just strongly urge people to, yeah, I mean, it's great. that This is the problem with the world is that it's great that there's a Facebook. It's great that there's a Twitter. It's great that there's all this sort of stuff. But if you want to get anything done, and you would know this yourself from what you've built and been building with your stuff. You've got to spend some time focusing just on figuring out what the heck YouTube is. You've got to spend some time focusing on just what this software is we're using right now. And if you don't it, spend it, enough time sorry, with ahead. it, I'm sorry, you're never even going to get to the nuances of what it can do. You just won't. Yep. No, and I was just going to say, it's, it's almost now that just because, because, because there's so much of this and that and cyclones literally and figuratively and a little of this and a little of that. I couldn't agree more. Just whatever it is, if it's memory magic, you know, that's wonderful. That's even better. But mm -hmm. 
like you say, if if you just stay focused to one thing, then it can mushroom out into whatever it is you want to ultimately do or whatever, because I just think you have a better catalyst. I guess that's the word I'm looking for. It's I find this as a catalyst. It's probably not your favorite term for it, but I find it as a catalyst. No, it, it is. Just like I said, your name is the catalyst for me to go in my mind and say, what's like that? Oh, Holt Street. That's the obvious one. But if I didn't have but, that, then again, it's like whole Courtney Love with the hilt of a sword or something like that. Every, all information is the catalyst that if your memory is trained, prompts you into memory palaces or what have you. And you right. just think, what is this like? You pick it, you stick it, you remember it. It's that it. simple. Pick it and stick it. Yeah. Yep. So is this a good place I'm going to share with the people? Anthony was so gracious. He obviously knew I had an affinity for music and come to find out what kind of kindred souls that way. Him to a much larger scale in his dissertations of presenting the program and stuff he shares about groups, plural, or a group that you were in, musical, and the Germany, if I got that right, and the fan, the really avid fan, that presented you with the custom guitar. And was that the pictures that you sent me of yourself put into that event so that I understand it correctly? Can you share yeah, yeah. that little, can you share that with us? I think that's so great. Yeah, sure. So I've been in a lot of bands and okay. played a lot. I always played bass and sometimes I played bass and sang in bands and None of these bands have been particularly famous, but the, the, the height that I reached in my musical career was with some real world-class musicians who played music that's quite complex. And I won't get into the whole story, but they came right. to know me when I was in Germany, and they came also to know that I learned music quite quickly, especially complicated music. So I was their first bass player when they were forming, then for reasons related to my scholarly career, I became their fourth bass player later when they basically had to go out on tour. They didn't have anybody else. I, they knew I could learn all the new music that they had Correct. very quickly. I knew the old songs would remember them, whatever. So boom, I'm on tour with them again. Anyway, we were in Frankfurt and we went to this thing called the Music Messa, which means uh, convention, music convention. And there we met this guy named Oliver Lang who has, he's a luthier and he makes basses. And uh, anyway, I was playing some of his basses or whatever. And we were telling him we're on tour right now and uh, blah, 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 and whatever. And uh, we kind of were doing these things like everybody in the band had sponsorships except for me. <laughs> and uh, so, you know, like being sponsored by Zildjian or right, right, right. different drum companies, um, Sergio, the guitarist, he was sponsored by Aristides at that time, which makes these insane guitars, really amazing guitars. And this guy said, okay, I'm going to, he just saw me playing and I was just whipping out all this stuff. And uh, the thing that I think really connected him is I was playing Bach concerto or Bach cello pieces, sorry, on the right. bass. And he, as he was building his bass business, he was a, uh, uh, an orgel uh, mechanic. Mechaniker, you say in German, orgel mechaniker, which means organ mechanic. Like he fixed these organs at these massive churches that you have in Germany. 
And he would wow. go all over the country and he would work on these big pipes and little keys yep. and ha make sure they're in tip top shape. And uh, so he heard me playing Bach and then he was like, I'm sponsoring you. And that's uh, crazy. Yeah, <laughs> so that's crazy. I didn't think too, too much about it because we're on tour. And anyway, we wound up in Leipzig, uh, which is a couple hours south of Berlin. And uh, he shows up there and he's got this white bass, that's which crazy. I came to nickname the White Grizzly. Yeah. And this is this is kind of a spooky thing to do. To play an instrument you've never touched before in a concert. I don't play at all, but I'll bet. I'll bet. Yeah. yeah. Continue. Yeah, it'd be like, well, I don't know if it's like getting in an unfamiliar car, but it is kind of like that. Yeah. So, you say, know, yeah. Yeah. the wheel is not quite as tight as the one you're used to. You just don't the, have the familiarity or whatever. The ignition's things, over things here. Are, yeah. The gear shift's just a little bit further than you remember or whatever. Anyway, I just I just grabbed that sucker, got it you up on stage, it, plugged it in. And just ripped Checked it that out. it was in tune. Played the whole concert with that bass. That's Sounded amazing. great. Then he took That's it back because he was like, "I obviously got to fix some stuff." I was, and I was like, "Yeah, it's got, it's not it's That's not quite there yet." But anyway, uh, and then he brought it back to me in Berlin. And then I had another problem with it at some point further on, and he came to where we were. He, I got a picture of him filing down the uh, the frets. Anyway. It was early in his career, and it wasn't it wasn't as solidly built as one one would hope because it was well, maybe yeah, his but... third third fourth fifth tenth base. I don't know what it was, but you know, you got to make a couple uh, dozen before you're oh, mastering absolutely. this. But it was just absolutely. an amazing adventure, and it was it was a really cool base. Yeah, that's awesome. Because uh, you sent me with the pictures, uh, you sent me linkage of his now website or whatever, and I saw him, in, you know, in his workshop with the cell, uh, still shots. You know, it's just amazing with all the guitars and equipment and all that. And another little sidebar that he would get a kick out of, we'll probably never talk or whatever, about about pipe organs or whatever. Honest to God, Portland, Maine, Worldwide Symphony. I'll, I will remember the date, and I'll make sure I'll tell you that. I think it's 1842 and the heritage of how it came to Portland, Maine. It's still there today. It's huge. It's huge. It's incredible for the symphony orchestra. Just funny sometimes, kind of, sort of, how small of a world it is in that premise. He would get a, he would get the biggest kick out of that. I just know he would. doesn't matter, but mm. I know he would where he has the affinity of that he did that you know, go around and taking yeah. care of organs and stuff. I have no idea. Maybe he came to Portland, Maine and fixed that one or so. I have no idea. I have no idea. It's yeah, pretty maybe. famous. You never organ. know. It's a pretty famous anyway. organ. Yeah. So it's incredible. He's a, he's a cool guy. Yeah, I'll bet. It's, I mean, you can you can feel where he would be. And just to do that gesture, I mean, just to do that gesture, that's so cool. But on both sides. I think he was, that, yeah, that, I think that, he was a little mad at me when I sold it, but I had to. Well, yeah, was, you know, we don't, it's like when someone gives you something from their uncle or whatever, and it's, it is a momentum mm -hmm. to them. It's like, ah, ah, oh, geez, I passed that on to my friend. I thought he could use that pencil cup. You did what? You did what? I, oh, I, oh, yeah, yeah. I actually regret that I that I did that, but right. hey, we had an opportunity to go to Australia. And I had to pick one instrument. I got rid of all my guitars except for one. And is that indeed that how you wound? A, if, if I'm not getting too personal, is that indeed how you wound up in Australia? And there you are, ever since, or not even two different circumstances. Uh, uh, long story short, my wife got a PhD scholarship, and it was just—it would be silly to say no to it. Got um, it. Got it. But as I'd done before, I just got rid of pretty much everything I owned. Just yep. To, Backpack so you really and... did start anew. I mean, you really started anew when you 
decided to go for it. Yep. I've done it a couple of times where I've whittled down all my possessions to a suitcase and a backpack and a bass guitar. Wow. And I did it again. That's really, no matter wild. how much we have, you know, I don't mean it's so much materialistically or whatever, but just the stuff we accrue over the years, whatever, when you finally whittle, whittle it down to whatever. And then the stuff you do accrue that has whatever value or whatever. It's a big, it's a big decision. But when you know you're ready, you know you're ready has always been my motto. You just know it. You just know it. I don't know how else to describe it myself. You just know it. You feel it. Well, you feel it. Yeah. You feel it. Or you don't know it and you do it anyway. It was just or you don't know like it and you do it anyway and you've just been walking around <laughs> in some kind of a stupor or whatever. It may be a good point. Good point. So is there any, not, not that it has to be prolific or whatever. Is there any words of wisdom or pearls of wisdom or advice or anything that you feel as though might be good, maybe even so in this crazy world right now for everybody, memory-wise or otherwise, whatever that may be. Well, just remember that space contains everything, and you are the witness of space. And that's a Perfectly very beautiful said. thing. Perfectly said. Thank you so much for being here. I really appreciate it. And you'll be here. You'll definitely be hearing from me. You're gonna say, "Oh no, it's that crazy bro. I thought I got rid of him. He was my student. I teased <laughs> You'll be hearing. You'll no, be no. Hearing from me, Thanks for being Keep here. in touch. Yeah, Keep I in will. Touch and thank I you. Will. Thank you. I, I appreciate it. I'm sorry. I appreciate it. Bye bye. Peace. Thank you so much. Bye Take everybody. Bye, bye. Thanks for joining bye. us, everyone. See you next time around.